Welcome to the official Jets podcast presented by Amazon Web Services here in Indianapolis. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, Director of Player Personnel, Chad Alexander. Chad, thanks for joining us here in Indy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I just want to start this this podcast off by asking you what this week is like for you because it's it's wild for us as right. media members, you know, seeing everybody here. It's like the who's who of the NFL. Absolutely. And I can only imagine for somebody that's been in the NFL as long as you have, right. seeing everybody, friends, and then actually getting down to business, what is this entire week like for you? No doubt. It's, it's a great experience. You know, it's always fun coming to the Combine. This is my uh, 21st Combine, actually. <laughs> so been doing this for a while now, and it's kind of old hat, but it's – it's new and exciting, and especially with the new, you know, the new schedule and all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun, you know, just just getting to see your old friends, and, and obviously, you know, I was with the Ravens for so long, so getting to see those guys, but then also seeing my other friends throughout the league, and uh, just you know, catching up with the, you know, the Jet scouts. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. So it's how cool. how does that impact you guys? The flip of the schedule because this year, as we all know, right. the National Football League said, "Hey, let's make this mm-hmm. even more of a." made-for-television event, and the workouts go to prime time. So it seems like there's been kind of a shift in the week, and that's Mm got to impact you guys directly, not just watching the workouts at night, but also your meeting times. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the workouts are like. I mean, I'm sure it's going to, you know, affect the the athletes a lot more, obviously, (laughs) you know what I mean, just trying to get ready to, to work out at night. But for us, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's really cool. We we, we switch from the uh, the Crown Plaza. We move to the uh, to having all of our interviews over at the stadium, and I mean it's just a little bit of a bigger space, um, in in the, in the suite over there, and uh, can set up. You know, and it's just, it just makes it a little more comfortable for the players when they come in. Everybody's not just all on top of each other and stuff. Even though it's great <laughs> at the Crown Plaza, but it's just it's just a it's just a new it's a new environment. And I think it's I think it's really cool. The end of an era, no doubt yeah, about it. This no is gonna doubt. be the first time. You guys are all together as maybe a personnel staff, and and Adam Gase is doing those formal interviews. Absolutely, you know he gets to sit in there, and uh, you know he's 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 really uh, really really active and involved with all the interviews and, and uh, talking to these guys. So I mean it's a it's a good chance for him and as w- as well as the assistant coaches to uh, to talk to the players and because uh, we we kind of know who the guys are, but mm-hmm. this is really. The, the coaches their first opportunity to, to to meet and greet these guys and talk to them and find well, out what they're all about what can you learn about a guy from a such a short interview obviously you have all the background information right. but what do you hope to get out of it is it just kind of like a general first impression or are you actually going in there saying i want to find out xyz i think that's part of it and i think it's uh you know it's specific to each individual mm-hmm. um player uh what you want to get out of it uh but um, for the most part, you're trying to find out their football knowledge, um, just a little bit about their background, how they respond to, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are, are I don't want to say scripted, but they, they've been practicing a little bit. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. for, to, to get them off script a little bit and to see how they adjust and how they adapt, I think is, I think is good in this setting, yeah. I want to get into your background here right. in a little bit, but how about some background on where you guys are at in terms of the scouting process? Because even before – you come to Indianapolis, you all right. get together for a couple of weeks of meetings, right? No you bring in the area scouts, right. and you, you actually go over everybody at that time. Absolutely. We went over everybody uh, in the draft, and, uh, you know, it was a gr- great opportunity to uh, learn about the players all around the country and to have uh, the area scouts kind of just, you know, give their case on all these guys um, and to, to find out uh, all the knowledge about them, everything that the, that the scouts know, and, and also to watch a little bit, ta- a little bit of tape on, on each mm-hmm. guy. Um, I think it was, it, was, it was invaluable. It was great. I mean, we, I think we had a great – round of meetings that first round of meetings and i think that first round of meetings is probably the, the most important you know uh part of the the meeting process you know joe mm-hmm. probably better than anybody 
in the building considering before you came to the Jets, you worked with the Ravens for 20 years, and right. Joe was there for, what, close to 15? 15 years, yep, yeah. Yep, <laughs> fi- yeah, 15 himself. So yeah. uh, what was it like uh, last year in your new role mm-hmm. watching Joe in a role probably that you thought he was destined for? Yeah, I mean, you know, he told me, like, right when he took the job and, and he offered me my job, he just said, listen, he said, um, you know, I learned he, – he was talking about himself. He said he learned so much while working with the Bears and with the uh, with the Eagles. Not that we didn't – not that he didn't learn a lot with the Ravens, but it's just it was a new role. Mm-hmm. It, it was more responsibility. So, and he said, you know, I think you're just going to learn a lot uh, in this new role, and uh, I'm really excited for you to be here. And, and, you know, Joe's a great guy, and he's right. I mean, I, I have learned a lot, you know what I mean, in a short period of time. And uh, just really, really, really encouraged and looking forward to, to really just putting our fingerprints on the on the roster Going well, what's the biggest difference that you've seen between Joe 15 years ago mm-hmm. to present? Obviously, his roles have changed, yeah. to your point, but what about Joe the guy? Is, is there a difference? To, to, to Green's point, did you guys yeah. actually start out the same year together? I actually I started in 1999, and Joe started in 2000. Okay. Um, but Joe came to, and interviewed in 99 for, with the Ravens, so I've known him since then. Hmm. Um, and to answer your question, man, there's really not, there hasn't been that much of a change. I mean, I feel like that's what makes guy. Joe Joe. That's what makes him Joe. I mean, he, he, he's a great dude. He's well-respected throughout the league. He's the same guy every day. He's really consistent. Um, you know, win or lose, he's consistent. He doesn't get too high when we win. Yeah. He doesn't get too low when we lose, and I think that's a that's a great quality. You know, I read uh, – you have to verify this for me. I read something about the Ravens um, scouting department at that time, the 2020 Club. Is that yeah, right? It's the 20, It's actually it's the 2020 Club. Yeah, all right. You, I put yeah. one too many 20s. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's a, we uh, – the, the the general concept is like you're 20 years old and, and you're making twenty thousand dollars a year and uh and that's how that's how we uh, got got started there but you know we we're all a little a little bit older than mm-hmm. 20 you know you started about 24 and we're probably making a little less than twenty thousand a year at the time but <laughs> sure. yeah, more or less good, 20 right? yeah no but it was it was it's a great uh rite of passage yeah uh um doing like a little bit of the grunt work and some of the stuff that uh, may not be as glamorous. But man, and DaCosta was, was, was a part of that group, too? He certainly was, yeah. Okay, but com- uh, one of your common mentors, mm-hmm. Ozzie Newsome. Awesome, yeah. Uh, Love him. What did you take from him? Uh, he's, you know, he was – he was the same way. He was extremely consistent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, he wasn't a micromanager. He let you do your job. Um, and one of the great things I thought about Ozzy was he was extremely, um, you know, he, he, he had his own opinions, obviously, but he was really, really uh, focused on making it a group concept, hmm. uh, making it a, a consensus whenever we, that we made That sounds familiar. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And, uh, and he was also wise enough not to uh, – try to influence the room too much by uh, giving his opinion on players necessarily. You know what I mean? And so by, by that way, I think we kind of stayed true to the process a lot of the time, and, and, and we got it right a lot of the time, which was great. When a guy at the top like Ozzy mm-hmm. or Joe are the stable force and they, they really emphasize collaboration, to your point, what does that allow the rest of the department to do, like, in their individual role? Is it like a – is it just an – a trust factor that everybody has. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of accountability, and at the same time, it just gives you a lot of just creative freedom, you know, to be mm-hmm. yourself and not try to, uh, you know, copy what someone else thinks or just because you know, hey, the general manager feels this way about a player, I need to feel this way about a player. Sure. It's a, it's just not like that, you know. It's it's not that type of environment, and that's just not the type of culture that that we're trying to create. And uh, and that's how Ozzy was, you know. Ozzy, I think, is he's he was a he's a Hall of Famer as a player. And I think he's a Hall of Famer as an executive yeah. as well. You know, um, he's done an outstanding job. And uh, and Joe, is, he has a lot of those same qualities. You know, how many Super Bowl rings do you have? I've got two. 
You yeah. got you got two. And yeah. what are, were the common traits between the two very different teams? <clears throat> yeah, two very different teams. Um, you know, honestly, the main common trait, in my opinion, was Ray Lewis. You yeah. Know what I mean, it was two hmm. very different, uh, you know, points of his career. Um, he was in his prime during the 2000 Super Bowl, and, and it, was the, it, was, it was the end of his career. In the uh, a domination of the Giants down in Tampa. Right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and that was a total, you know, defensive <laughs> domination. But uh, Historically yeah, good defense. No doubt, no doubt. And then, you know, Ray was such an inspiration in 2012. Um, he got hurt and then came back. And, you know, it was just – it, it was it was a great story. But he, he was he was a great leader. He was a great leader on that team. And, and not to take away from any of the great players on either one of those teams, but that was the common, the common denominator, I thought, yeah. for both of them, you know. Is that uh, – what can that do for a team to have not only – I'm not even talking about Ray Lewis, the player, right. but Ray Lewis, the leader, because I feel like in the NFL, just hearing, especially Joe and everyone talk about the vision for the Jets moving forward, a lot of it is bringing the right guys in right. and making sure that it's the right person before it's the right player. Absolutely. So to have that kind of leadership, you said it's a common denominator for two Super Bowl rings. Right. What does that do for a team? Oh, I mean, I think it just it, – it, it's invaluable. It's just, um, you know, when you have a player uh, like him – or I mean, it's, it's hard to really compare him as a leader to any other player. Mm -hmm. But um, when you have a player that's a leader um, and, and can, can inspire people, can inspire players to uh, play above their head, um, I think it's, it's always a great thing. You know what I mean? And just to – and for the, it, it not to be too big of a moment for the player. You know what I mean? And I think Ray kind of – he really he encapsulated that every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, awesome. he is something yeah. else. Mm -hmm. How much does it resonate with you when Joe says, we want to build this into the best culture in professional sports? No doubt. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's that's something that you just work on every day. You know what I mean? And you, you try to be consistent with it. And, you know, it starts at the top. And, and Joe has done a great job of creating that culture. I think Adam's done a great job of creating that culture. And uh, when you got, you know, two guys that are up there and that are, you know, doing it together, you know, hand in hand and, and side by side. It's like, you know, with, if their egos are in check, it's like nobody else's ego can really get above that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, I think uh, it's, it's really important. You had multiple culture. roles in your successful run in Baltimore. Right. Mm -hmm. Now we're at the scouting combine that we talked about here at the beginning. What was life like for you on the road? Because you were a scout all over the place in yeah. the United States. Right, 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 no doubt. You probably have some yeah. good food recommendations across the country. Uh, absolutely, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know where the good spots are to, get to grab a bite to eat, man. There's no doubt. I mean, I started, in, uh, started on the road in 2003, yeah. and I was an area scout. I was a West Coast area scout for the Ravens. So I lived in Vegas, um, and that was cool. That was a good experience, um, you know, great airport and stuff. The reason I wanted to live in Vegas because it was a little bit cheaper than living, like, in California or something like that. Okay. And, Great airport. That's great interesting. Airport. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to live next to a great airport. Um, <laughs> so I did the West for three years, man. That was a great experience, and then ended up uh, moving back to Baltimore. And I did the Midwest from Baltimore, um, and then I did the Midwest from Memphis, Tennessee, and then I ended up doing the uh, Southeast from Memphis. And uh, so yeah, so moved around a lot and uh, been to a lot of different uh, areas, a lot of different schools, man. But it's just it's just you know great experience, man. You get to see how you know, the football culture is in, in different areas of the country, and I think that's pretty cool. What do you tell young bucks about life on the road, the guys who are, are coming up much like yourself, and yeah. they probably look at a guy like Chad Alexander and say, hey, I, w I want to be like him someday. Right. Well, I think it's just important that you, uh, you know, you, 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 you get your work done while it's fresh in your mind. So that night, I mean, it's, it's a grind. It really is a grind. Like, it's not really glamorous at all because you're – you're starting out at a school, you go to school, you spend maybe eight hours at a school, and then you drive. You might have to drive another hour to a hotel, and uh, you still got to, you know, 
you, you might want to, you know, get a workout in or something like that, grab some food, but you still got to get your work done. So, you know, you're at your computer typing up your guys, typing up your prospects. And I think it's important really to get the, those prospects graded while it's fresh in your mind, you know what I mean, Yeah. Um, when you watch the tape that day. I, I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. First one, I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, how many of the 50 states have you been to? <laughs> I don't know off the top of Close, my head. though? Close to 50? Uh, yeah, close to 50. I mean, not Alaska, you know. Right. Not, uh, let's see, I, I, there's some there's some states in New England I haven't been to. Okay, but, so yeah. it's close. Yeah, it's what close, what, what about Hawaii? You do uh, a Pro Bowl trip? No, no, I actually did the uh, the hula bowl. Okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good excuse to get over there. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I got married in Hawaii. Oh, I you got, did? Yeah, I got married in Hawaii during the during the hula bowl. Yeah, during the, the week of the hula bowl was in Honolulu. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. And the hula bowl, they they actually had it in Maui one year too, so that was cool. Okay, my yeah. second question: Life on the road. Mm -hmm. How difficult is it to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Because I feel like yeah, I feel like when we go on the road just for for games, right. it, it's hard to maintain a healthy lifestyle to yeah. begin with. You got to wake up early. Work out. Everyone wants to eat, yeah. you know, off the rails. But yeah. then you you got to order something healthy if you want to be healthy. Yeah, it's, I mean it's tough. You know what I mean. I think the most important thing is you got to make sure, you know, you get enough sleep. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, so that you're able to function and do your job in the morning. Because uh, uh, you know, like I say, it's a grind, and you're living out of a suitcase, and you're you're uh, you're going to you're sleeping in a different bed every night. Basically, you, you must I mean? be a phenomenal so, packer. I mean, I can do it real quick. I, mean, I can do it fast. You know what I mean? That's what, it, it's a gift and a curse, to be honest with you, man, because I cut it close sometimes getting to the airport and stuff. But, I mean, I got it down to a science pretty much. You know? Let, let's go way back and talk about your dad, uh, Hubbard Alexander, a legendary coach. Um, can you elaborate on some of the stops he had along the way and what are some of the foremost things you took from your dad? Yeah, you know my dad, rest in peace. He, he was a he was a he was a great dad. Um, I, I considered him like my best friend. You know what I mean? He was a great uh, father. He was a great husband. But um, you know he was a uh, he was a great coach. He was a part of uh, two championship programs. Uh, at one once at the University of Miami, he won two uh, national championship rings. Uh, coached there for ten years, and then he went to the Dallas Cowboys and actually won three Super Bowl rings uh, as an assistant coach. And uh, the one common thread I would think is just that the the the, the continuity of those staffs. You know what I mean? Like mm. you, you got to see the way that that guys appreciated each other, the way the way they worked together, uh, the way they kind of leaned on each other, and and they held each other accountable. And uh, you know, and the standard that they have, you know, for the players and also for themselves. I mean, it was. It was pretty phenomenal to watch. It Your dad awesome. did some damage as a recruiter as oh, well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, Helping he was, he was getting those recruiter. guys to the U. Yeah, yeah, he was a great recruiter, man. You know, he recruited uh, Jerome Brown, who ended up being a first-round pick for the Eagles. He recruited uh, – you know, he coached Michael Irvin mm -hmm. at the U. He recruited Russell Maryland. He recruited Cortez Kennedy. So, I mean, he, he recruited some great players there. For Wh sure. What made him such a fantastic coach? And also, can you yeah. uh, talk about his sense of humor? Because that's <laughs> something, yeah, in that pa uh, yeah. something in the past that you've mentioned about – your dad was that yeah. he, he he had it he did he had he had that hit factor you know what i mean he was uh he could keep the mood light you know what i mean he was real real funny um and he could just relate to anybody you know on any level you know from any different background mm -hmm. and i thought that's what made him so special and i, I love coming to the uh, events like this the combine because people always want to remind me about my dad and talk about my dad guys that work with him and stuff like that man i mm -hmm. think it's real cool you know so i mean yeah that's kind of keeping his legend alive you know it's uh but he was, yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah, he was a funny dude. He was a funny dude. Was he the reason that you wanted to get into football on oh, yeah. on this side, the administrative side? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, at first I thought I, I might want to be a coach. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps and being a coach. But uh, an opportunity uh, came about where when I got done uh, in college, um, one of the guys that he worked with, John Wooten, 
who he worked with in Dallas, uh, was actually working uh, at the Baltimore Ravens at the time and, you know, offered me, a, you know, an entry-level position in scouting. And it was just, you know, I was like, heck, yeah, I'll take the opportunity. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history. Man. It, was, it, was, it was a great opportunity to take. How did he coach a young Chad growing <laughs> up? Because it's <laughs> funny, you know, Van Jefferson was at the podium today and he talked about Sean Jefferson, the Jets yeah. wide receiver coach. He oh, said, yeah. My dad coached me up hard. <laughs> he told me that he told me the same thing in Mobile, and and, and that is going to prepare me for the next step. But yeah, with yeah. that being said, how'd your dad go about teaching his son? Yeah, it was like it was pretty no nonsense, man. He he coached he coached us pretty hard, you know. I mean, me and my two brothers, they, we all play football, so uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, you know what I mean. But he he had a, he had a high standard for us, you know, and uh, coached us hard, and he he, he didn't. You know, he didn't cut any corners. He told us the truth about it. You know, if he, if he thought we were performing well, we weren't performing well. So, I mean, he kept it real with us for sure. Well, you know? I'm sure yeah. when you're coaching guys like Michael Irvin, some of that's right. going to go home and they're right. going to want you to be the best. <laughs> right, there's no doubt, man. He coached some great ones, man. Michael Irvin, he coached, uh, you know, Randy Moss, obviously, mm -hmm. with the Minnesota Vikings. He coached Joe Horn with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, he coached some really great players uh, along the way. And it's funny we're talking about wide receivers just a little bit here. There's some guys. Uh, this is a pretty deep class. I'm not going to ask you specifics about any of the guys, but just overall, uh, Joe Douglas was at the podium today in Indianapolis, and he yeah. said this is a good class. And you right. talk to anybody on the floor here, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is one of the more impressive ones mm -hmm. we've seen in some time. No, nah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt, man. Extremely talented. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting caught up watching tape on a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's an extremely deep class, you know, and, you see him watch, walk across the po walk across the stage, and you're like, wow, you know that guy. You can tell that guy's been working out, he's been training and stuff. And you know, I'm just really interested to see how they how they run yeah. and how they perform out here, how they compete, how they work out. You know. So re real quick, I know this is the combine, and we're in in, in Indianapolis, yeah. and I want to talk about some of a little a little more combine. But how do you balance your time knowing that this is in preparation for April, but before the draft is free agency? Right. Uh, well, I mean, we, we've done a lot of preparation for free agency already. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Greg Nesman has done a great job with the pro department. And, you know, our coaches have also done evaluations on the free agents that are going to be available. So uh, we've done the work on it. You know, we still, we're still working on it. We're still, like, uh, doing more research on guys and still watching more tape, finding out as much information as we can. But the majority of the work's already been done, you know what I mean, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. And it started, like, really towards the end of the season. So uh, it, that, that stuff was already kind of completed before we uh, – even before we, like, started, the, like, the college process, yeah. going to the senior bowl meetings and then, and then the combine. How much have you enjoyed working with some of these guys? Obviously, we knew that yeah. you were going to hit it off with the, the head honcho and Joe Douglas, but no uh, Rex Hogan, oh, assistant yeah. GM, and yeah. then Phil Savage is a guy you're quite – yeah. familiar with as well quite familiar with yeah. Phil was our, he was a scouting director in uh in Baltimore and then he was the director of player personnel Phil's a great guy Rex is a guy that I had met you know on the road and stuff like that uh in years past and, and Rex is an awesome dude you know what I mean and uh you know just real excited to be working with those guys um great guys you know they got great families and it's 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 funny it's just it's it's really become like a family environment really quickly you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I think that's uh I think that's the recipe for, for great things to happen, you know what I mean? How about your playing days? I wanted to ask you about, <laughs> about Wake Forest, yeah, Demon Deacon. You, yeah. you stayed right around home, right, because you grew up in the area, didn't you? No, I didn't. Actually, I, I grew up in Dallas and in Miami. Oh, um, well, with, with your dad. but it, My dad's from Winston. My that's dad's from it. Winston -Salem, there, there you yeah. go. So, uh, you know, he had roots there, and my, my I had family. There. I've got, I've got mm -hmm. family in Winston. But it was awesome playing at Wake. I mean, you know, we had a lot of fun, you know, spent five years there. 
Uh, it was, you know, we had we didn't win, we didn't win a whole lot of games, but uh, we kind of set the crown, you know, the, uh, the the platform for them to win some games, and they they went to a bowl, and uh, also just you know playing for Coach Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, he, he was a great coach, and uh, it was everything came full circle because when I was the assistant director of pro personnel in Baltimore. Coach Carwell actually came on as the quarterback coach. And oh, that's he, awesome! Then he became the uh, the offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and then we won a ring. So, I mean, it was uh, it, it was it was really cool. It was great. Give me a scouting report on uh, Chad Alexander. You. I was going to ask the same <laughs> thing. No, no, you don't want one. I, mean, I, I, I like do. <laughs> I mean, average. But yeah, we, we tell our scouts, you know, don't use average too much, but definitely you would use average a lot about me. But uh, it was, you know, what I played hard. You know what I mean? And uh, what position again? I actually moved around. I played. I uh, came in as a tight end, and then I moved to fullback. You know what I mean? And then I played okay. some D line. So I uh, played kind of all over, you know what I mean? You know, they say if you, if you got more than one position, you really don't have one. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was uh, it was cool, man. Played with a lot of great players, played against a lot of great players, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. I, I want to know what your 40 time would have been in your heyday. Ah, uh, man. See, if I if I pull that out, man, people might think I'm lying or something like that. Man. I mean, I could run, man. You know, I, could, yeah. I, I, I want to hear it. Like, well, yeah, like, now you have to say. Yeah, what, like, what was your plan with? If you don't, it, it was, I mean, it was a lot lighter than I am right now. You know what I mean? It was probably I don't know playing with probably like two two thirty or something like that, two two twenty five. And you're running four five. You said yeah, I was running like four five low, okay. four five low, something like that. If what? you didn't answer, I was going to tell everyone you're going to go four three. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you said people wouldn't believe you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but nah, it's all good. You know, I, I mean, one thing that uh, we uh, we did was we trained hard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We ran hard. We played hard. You know what I mean? And, and we. And uh, a lot of the guys that were on the team, they, they actually, you know, they ran track and they competed in the ACC uh, track, you know, track meets and stuff like that. So and we had, we had a fast team. We had, we had a real fast team. What about 225? You ever get up to the bar and see how many times you could throw that around? I pushed it up like 19 times, something like that. Yeah? Yeah. That's how, casual. How yeah. many today? Like yeah, if we go over the bench right now, three or four. You know? Come on, no way, no way. I'm not really not trying to do that. To be yeah, honest. but oh, oh, you know, <laughs> you, know yeah. you know what though? Uh. We can let people in on this. I I've heard about of a workout group oh, at yeah. the complex that yeah. Justice Gallic yeah, yeah. is the Jets personnel guys in yeah. there for a workout. Yeah. So what do you guys do in there, oh, and yeah. how many times a week? They take it to. They take us through it two times a week. So we work out on Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh, and Justice and those guys, man, they do a great job. You know what I mean? Just kind of taking us through the different drills, man. You doing a circuit so or what? Yeah, it's a circuit. I try to block it out of my mind, to be honest with you, man. So I don't really remember. But <laughs> we do like sprints and stuff, and then we get like you know we get on the weights and do like you know bench press and some squat and stuff like that. Yeah, man, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. You know, yeah. and it's and it's kind of competitive. It's a lot more fun than just working out by yourself. And lastly, we got to let you go because you got other work to t take care of here in Indianapolis. Everybody talks about it, the famous restaurant here, St. Elmo's. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. give us a review of the shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktail. It's great. You know what I mean? It's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. You know, it's uh, it's it's real spicy, man. You got to be careful. You know what I mean? It always always kind of catches you off guard, yeah. you know, the first time, first bite that you take. You know what I mean? And don't try to drink water because that just makes it worse. You shouldn't you know? have told people that. You should have right. said get as much of the cocktail yeah. sauce on the shrimp <laughs> as, <laughs> as possible. Right, right, right. No I've doubt. shed a few tears at St. Elmo's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's uh, it's if, an interesting experience. If you, know, <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's good, though. All we right, Chad. We, we appreciate you coming on appreciate the Official it. Jets podcast, Thanks powered by Amazon Web Services. Enjoy the rest of your time in Indianapolis Thank and you. up until the draft. Thanks for having me. Thanks, appreciate Chad. It. Thank you.